Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 63. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Um, Wow, I just feel like, how are we already in July? Where did June go? I feel like it just flew by in a flash, and here we are about to celebrate the 4th of July, um, which is going to be really interesting this year because we are still in the middle of a pandemic, um, and, you know, uh, cases have gone back up on the rise, and we've had to tighten up on the restrictions regarding um, reopenings of small businesses, um, businesses in general, you know, bars had to close back up. I believe dine-in is now, um, not an option for restaurants and it's just takeout or outdoor dining only. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of a huge step back. Um, especially when we thought we were starting to flatten the curve. Um, that just means we have to be diligent. We have to be prudent we have to obey the rules, which is just to wear a mask and stay at home. Um, you know, if, if all possible, just stay at home. And for 4th of July, when a lot of us want to gather, especially, you know, in parks, in public spaces, especially like beaches, we're not going to be able to do that this year. And I know that's really hard to reckon with for some of you, um, but I, I want to wish you guys a wonderful 4th of July anyways. I hope that you guys are able to spend it um, laughing with loved ones and eating really good food. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm right there with you. I know I know how much it sucks not to be able to go out, um, go to a bar, go to the beach, um, watch from a, a public park, all of the fireworks. Um, but I think we'll we'll be able to get through this together. And I just want to encourage you all to hang in there. Um, the day after Fourth of July is July fifth, of course. Uh, but many of the locals know it to be. Um, know it as bloody Thursday and bloody Thursday is actually, I wanted to do an episode all about bloody Thursday because the recent protests and riots and looting and violence, you know, the recent events have reminded me of the events that led to bloody Thursday. And, um, I wasn't, I don't think I'm going to be able to get an episode about it this year, although I definitely want to get an oral history of what happened on Bloody Thursday, but much to my surprise, and I shouldn't be that surprised because she's amazing, um, you know, I, when I looked into the St. Peter Today July issue, Angela Romero actually um, wrote about Bloody Thursday in her, in her column. So I want to point you to that. Um, her piece is called Unreasonable. I highly recommend you read it and um, revisit some of our history with her. And it really... It really takes us back to the events of Bloody Thursday. And if you're not familiar with this, you know, um, people in the longshoring community are very familiar with it. It is a part of their, you know, sacred history. Um, I want to encourage you to learn a little bit more about it because it's such a big part of, um, you know, our local community as well. 
And anyway, I just want to encourage you to read it. It really, um, she really forces us to, to question what we're seeing right now in the world and question how, like what our role is right now. Um, I absolutely loved what she had to say, and I just want to encourage all of you guys to read it. And um, I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend celebrating not only 4th of July, but for many of you also Bloody Thursday. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get right into the episode. Um, Just a warning, content warning, you will get very hungry. We talk about food. Um, Anyways, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest after the ad. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. This episode was brought to you by San Pedro Today, your local community magazine, bringing you stories from San Pedro. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I have a very special guest, um, and I'm super excited about this conversation we're going to have. I have Jose Angel Canales, a.k.a. Joe of Joe's Vegan. Everybody knows his food. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. I am so excited to talk about food with you. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite topic, so we're, we're, we're right on track. Yeah, totally. Um, well, first of all, you know, you're really popular here in San Pedro. I, you know, I've seen your, your, um, your pop-up, you know, a few times when you were at Nuda and, you know, uh, I think, were you at the farmer's markets too for a while? Yeah, I was, yeah. right, right. We, we, yeah. we did a few weeks at the farmer's market before everything kind of got shut down, but yeah. Right. And yep. now you're at the sardine, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. How's yeah, that been? It's been, it's been so much fun. You know, it's exciting. Um, it feels like, uh, like almost having our own restaurant, you know, cause we have tables. We're able to kind of, uh, serve you food at your table. Um, the tables are separated. We have a nice outside patio, which makes it very comfortable for people and nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of room back there and, and just the crowd is just so nice. Uh, yeah. The owners are extremely cool uh, musicians themselves and obviously working in a bar setting um, is always fun. You know, it's always a good time. It's just a happy vibe. Uh, we got vegan food and uh, we got some nice drinks and a little bit of music in the background. I mean, there's not too much more you can ask for really. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Um, I can't wait to, to stop by and visit. You know, uh, before we get into, you know, what it's been like in this pandemic, you know, being in the food industry, I wanted to talk a little bit about you and your story. Um, uh, First, were you, are you from Pedro? You know, I was uh, originally born and raised in Santa Monica. Okay. So I grew up, grew up in West LA my whole life. Um, Santa Monica, Venice, uh, that, that's kind of our area. You know, we were... Um, it, when I say we, it was me and my brother. So I have one brother. He's a year older than me, mm-hmm. almost to the date. Um, his birthday's uh, at the August third, and mine's the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. So we really are a, a, a year apart. And um, you know, we grew up skateboarding and just biking and running the streets and kind of having fun. You know, just enjoying that kind of life. I found San Pedro about nine years ago. Um, we were looking to move into Long Beach area originally. 
you know, I didn't really know too much about San Pedro other than Portico. That's all we really came out here for a couple of mm-hmm. drinks and eat a little bit. And that was it, you know? Yeah. So when they told us about San Pedro, I was even thinking like, what's over there? Portico? I mean, what's in San Pedro? Yeah. And, uh, once we found it, it was just, it's home. It's beautiful. It's, it, it's, I call it a small town within the big city. Yeah. It's very personal here. We're, we're, it, it's almost kind of a bubbleish out here in San Pedro, you know, which is nice. You, yeah. Totally. I feel like we have that small town feel and that's what I love about it. You know, you see people that you know walking around and it's just, once you're part of the community, it's hard to imagine being somewhere else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I feel like Los Angeles, because growing up in West LA and Santa Monica, I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit different now. Obviously, it's, it, it's changed quite a bit from when we were out there. Um, but even then, I felt like the community and, and, and neighbors really knew each other at that time. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I would joke and say, if your bike was stolen in the morning, by the afternoon, you knew who stole it. Because the neighborhood, like, people just kind of stuck together like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very divided now. I feel like everybody is, has really lost contact with, with, with your neighbors, with your community. And, but San Pedro has still held on to a little bit of that because it's, it's just very personal, very tiny. Yeah. Would, yeah. You say, would you say, and not to get on a whole other topic, but would you say yeah. that gentrification in the Santa Monica area has a lot to do with that? I suppose, but I don't like the word gentrification because I feel like uh, we did it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw uh, uh, people coming in, investors, and offering uh, you know X amount of money, and instead of thinking long term of what was going on, because yeah. we we were too busy fighting amongst each other mm-hmm. and not focused on our, I guess, uplifting our own communities, that uh, we we gentrified ourselves. Mm-hmm. We we sold at such a low number. We pushed ourselves out. Then we realized what we had and the gold mine that we were sitting on, and it's too late to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I say now, I think now a lot of more, uh, uh, more people are starting to realize that the, the numbers that they're getting offered, hold on to your home. Hold on to your home because uh, once you sell your home and, and, and you lose that, what your kids grew up in, and what your parents and that community, that, that, that's when gentrification just happens. Mm-hmm. But it's not gentrification, it's ourselves that are selling our communities for, for, for a quick profit and a quick number and not thinking long-term. Yeah. You know, so you live in Inglewood, there's a stadium popping up, hold on to your neighborhood. Yeah. Hold on to your neighborhoods. You spend your money in your community. When I shop, I try my best to shop and spend all my money in San Pedro. I think, that's, I think that's so important, especially now in the middle of this pandemic, you know, it's so important to shop local, spend yes. money in your community, support your, your neighbor with a small business, you know, that, those type of things. I think it's incredibly important. I'm, I'm glad Absolutely. to hear you say that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, going, going into my business, you know, with Joe's Vegan Shop, we are now really pushing hard to I would say 90% of everything that we're getting now, produce and everything else is coming from small markets or local farmers. Mm-hmm. We don't shop, if you see me at Vons or at Ralph's, I'm going in there to buy uh, maybe our vegan cheese mm-hmm. and you know products that maybe these small markets and local farmers aren't having. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, I really, we really emphasize at Joe's Vegan Shop to 
uh, spend our money on small markets, small farmers. Even I don't. Need, I try my best to stay out of Ralphs, out of Vons, out of these large corporations. Wow. Yeah. We have these small stores, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of going blank, but there's like one right here on Seventh below Center. Um, little market in there. They have a lot of good produce. I run in there. It's right across the street from the park. Oh yeah. Um, you're talking about the Italian shop, right? A A one A one market. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, try to remember their name. I'm like, I want to let the, you know, cause yeah, I go there. I like, I go there, get my produce. Yeah. I have a lot of good produce, a lot of good stuff. And I'm sure they can use it and they appreciate it more than some of these large corporations. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. So it's about everything, you know, Joe's vegan shop, uh, you know, we started uh, myself with uh, dealing with uh, illness and disease. I was diagnosed years ago with uh, uh, Crohn's disease. Oh, wow. It went, yeah, it went from Crohn's disease. I had a bunch of different issues and um, I, it got dropped down to inflammatory bowel syndrome. And now I am completely off of medications. I don't take any more meds. I've been off meds for years now. Wow. Um, and it started with, I say, water. You have mm -hmm. to change your water. That's huge. You know, mm -hmm. bottled water and plastic water and all these contaminants that we're consuming in our body are causing acidity. Uh, building up high levels of acidic within our body that create a perfect environment for free radicals to come in and live and thrive within our body. Mm -hmm. We also talk about food and alkalinity within our diet. Eating food with an abundance of electrons, abundance of alkalinity, yeah. um, instead of eating foods that have a positive oxidation that is oxidizing our body, we'll start drinking water. <laughs> What was that? I said, and aging us. <laughs> and aging us. That, that's 100% true. You know, we realize that now. That, you know, eating an alkaline diet, drinking alkalinity, uh, you know, water that has alkalinity within it, electrons and abundance yeah. of antioxidants, yeah. just huge benefits to the body. Yeah. You know, you're able to heal your body naturally. You can, um, you, you find that as we get older, when we fall, we don't recover as quickly, but you start realizing that, you know what, I'm older and I'm falling and I'm still recovering pretty good. I'm a skateboarder. I'm always yeah. on my board. I'm always biking. Yeah. But it's really about giving your body the nutrients and the, the, the fuel that it needs to be able to recover when it takes that hit. It's I love, great. I love that you started a business that a business started with you needing to create a healthier lifestyle for you and your body because of illness and disease. Yes. Um, can you walk us through that? First of all, what, what is Crohn's disease for people who, who aren't aware of what Crohn's disease is? So Crohn's disease and inflammatory bowel syndrome, um, these, uh, it's, it's an autoimmune disease that starts within your intestines. Mm -hmm. uh, the food that we are, we're eating uh, begins to stick to the lining of our intestines and our intestines don't process the food correctly, mm -hmm. and we end up getting internal infections. These infections, uh, ideally, they start attacking your intestines, which begin to deteriorate and cause internal bleeding. Um, it causes us to not be able to retain anything that we eat. As soon as you eat, you have to go to the restroom, and most mm -hmm. of the time it is um, just blood, mucus, because you have a lot of deterioration going on within you. If you don't take care of yourself, um, you will inevitably get your, uh, uh, your a section of your intestines cut out, 
and they'll usually go to a colostomy bag is what comes. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's say that that's the worst, I guess. Um, like best, the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. Correct. Yeah. Best case scenario is that you're on medications for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last medication I was on was Humira and I was doing injections at home. So I was injecting myself in my stomach, injecting myself in my leg. And I was going to the doctors every other week to refill my, my, uh, my needles. Mm-hmm. Very, very humbling, uh, very humbling time. You know, it was, um, very difficult, not only dealing with the disease, especially when myself, I've been an avid runner my whole life. I've always loved to exercise. I've always loved to be strong and be fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family was not that, you know, my, a lot of these guys just drank, hung out, ate whatever they wanted to we're eat. Gonna, we're going to talk about the Latino lifestyle and community, like culture. Yes, so. yes. yes. Keep going. So okay. All right, back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So back on topic. So yeah, that that's kind of what Crohn's disease is. You know, it's an autoimmune disease, and it begins to attack our body. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, you know, again, it was just medications after medications. I was on different steroids that were having Mm -hmm. different side effects on my body. I started having bone aches. I've always loved to run and lift, and these medications were hitting me in a bad way. Yeah, that's when I started realizing, you know what, I, I, I need to find something different. I need to find a, a better way because this really isn't working. And I yeah. talked to my doctor one day and I asked him, I said, uh, when can I stop taking these meds? And he told me, never. If you stop taking the medication, you will die. 100%. And that's when I realized th- these guys aren't telling me the truth and they're not here to benefit my health. They can care less and they're here to benefit their pockets. And I really became almost bitter and angry at the medical system. I, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that's what fueled me to be able to do what I did and to be able to overcome what I overcame yeah. because I was so mad at the system and I was like, you know what? I'd rather die than ever give you anything else out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm done with meds. I'm kicking the meds. I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, and that's when I started focusing on other things. And water was introduced to me. Got introduced to, uh, everybody knows on my page, I drink Imagic Conjun water. I swear by it. I love it. It's the best thing. I, I swear that everybody should own a water ionizer in your home. 100%. I'm gonna stop you right there. I've been drinking Kangen water for yeah, like five over five years. Uh, like maybe I'm 30 now, so closer to 10 years. I want to say like maybe nine years. I've been drinking Kangen water. There was times where I didn't have Kangen water, and that's because I broke up with my ex, who was all about Kangen water. And yeah. then my parents eventually got a machine, you know, because my mom had a, a trainer who was also wanting to drink Kangen water. So she got a machine. So my family drinks Kangen water now. We fill up. Yeah, every, yeah we fill up every few days and um, we, we get refreshed and replenished. And now that my husband and I have our own home, we're already like, okay, we need to get our machine soon, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I've been drinking Kangen water too. And when I found out that your email, you know, was related to Kangen, I was like, oh my yeah. God. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I swear by it. You know, I, I say it really did. It gave me life back. Mm-hmm. It gave me my life back. You yeah. know, um, it was, again, it was an extremely humbling time. I can't get over that. I, 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 I really believe that 
my fitness before, because I was hitting the gym twice a day. I was hitting it in the morning before I went to work, in the afternoon when I got off work. I was doing a high fish and chicken diet, not even red meat. It was just strictly chicken and fish, which everybody says that's the healthy meat, yeah. right? That's our healthy meat. That's what um, we know, that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all I was doing, you know? And, uh, and, and, and my family was, you know, again, eating the way they were eating, doing what they were doing. And I was the one that came and got this, you know, I believe that my, my fitness wasn't for looks. It wasn't just to look great with my shirt off. It was my life preparing me for what I was about to get hit with. Mm -hmm. It was my life preparing me for the disease that was going to hit me because if I wasn't at my peak fitness, if I wasn't strong, my body would have never uh, been able to recover from what it went through at that time. So um, let me ask you, and first of all, thank you for being so open and honest about your struggle yes. with Crohn's disease and all that. I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I have psoriasis, um, which is another autoimmune, you know, disease yep. that uh, doesn't go away, never mm -hmm. cured, you know, and yep. I remember my doctor told me that I had psoriasis and he told me that there's no cure for it. I remember feeling so furious and like completely defeated, you know, and I was like, wow, so I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. Um, and it, it took me a while, but that's when I learned about, you know, Kangen water. That's when I started drinking it. My skin was really, you know, starting to kind of heal itself in a way. Also, yeah. I, I realized that the number one thing for me that caused any type of flare up was stress you know, which is Absolutely. why after I had my baby two and a half years ago, like, you know, during the whole breastfeeding ordeal, which is an ordeal for a lot of women, you know, um, yeah. and, you know, dealing with pediatricians that I didn't really feel like were out for my best, you know, interest. I, I started to break out everywhere, you know, and I started learning more about psoriasis and how it's actually like a gut internal thing. So yeah. Now that my son's two and a half years old, I'm starting to kind of like take back my, you know, authority over my health, you know, if you will. I have been in the trenches of, you know, toddler and babyhood, you know, so now that I'm, he's a little bit older, I'm ready to kind of start addressing the health issues that I have. Um, so this, I'm just really excited about this conversation. This is good. Thank you. No, me, me, me too. You know, I, I, I think these kind of conversations right here are something that uh, so it's, it's like you said, you know, thank you for being so open about what you, you know, what, what you went through. And I think for, for a lot of years, I was a little quiet. My family didn't know what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, they were very surprised when I was in the hospital when they were like, what, what the heck's going on? You know, yeah. what, what, what do you mean? You were, I, I thought you were the fitness king over here. Like what happened to you? You know, and I, I held it from them for a long time. You know, I was, I, I would come home after work and I was just dealing with my, my issues. I was bleeding at the time I was going through an insurance change. Um, so I wasn't even going to the hospital yet. Yeah. It was just, a, it was a huge, it was a huge thing that I, it, and, and then when I finally found out about Crohn's and, and, uh, and inflammatory bowel syndrome, I was like, what is that? What do you mean? Like, I, I didn't even, I'd never heard about autoimmune diseases. I never knew about, yeah. I've never even heard about inflammatory bowel. I might've heard about Crohn's. Yeah. But you know, it's just like, and you uh, know, yeah. 
it's like you don't know anybody with these things. You know, my husband didn't know any anything about psoriasis until he met me, you know, and it's yeah. like we don't know about it unless it personally affects us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and and that's the problem right there, you know. Um, going back into, say, my, my, my culture, you know, uh, my dad was uh, from Mexico. Um, you know, uh, my grandfather came over here from Mexico at a young age and obviously brought the family, raised the uh, three girls and three boys out here yeah really did the my my grandfather really is the 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 peak of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. you know arrived here with with not being able to speak the language not knowing anybody here mm -hmm. ended up purchasing his home in westchester california yeah uh, you know raised three boys and three girls which is mm -hmm. crazy i mean i don't know how you do it my grandmother was a stay-at-home mom that's what she did you know and he did very, very well for himself. Bought a brand new Cadillac right out of the dealership. Um, you know, bought his his daughter when she went to the university, her, her brand new car. I mean, he just, my grandfather, I can't speak enough about him, you know, but um, kind of going into that culture, we don't talk about, um, we don't talk about uh, preventative healthcare. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about any of our real healthcare issues or any of our real problems. You know, being a Latino and in that kind of environment, you don't talk about your sensitive issues or medical issues that you're going through. If you bring up medical issues or I were to tell somebody, hey, man, when I eat, I can't go to the, like, I, when I go to the restroom, it's just, they're like, dude, that's disgusting. Shut up. I don't want to yeah. hear about that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, 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 but it's because my stomach is bleeding from the inside. Like, Ew, you're nasty. I don't want to talk about that, you know, and it's like, no, these are things we need to talk about. We need yeah. to inform people that if you're feeling something within your gut, it's, it's not natural mm -hmm. and we need to address it. And it doesn't have to be just by medications. It doesn't have to be by pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. We have to address it in a natural way. We have a lot of information that's provided to us that shows the benefits of changing our diet, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and we need to be kinder to people too. You know, I, I said that one of my, one of my biggest accomplishments in life, and I'm very proud of is to say that I grew up in a home where everybody ate the way they ate. Everybody believed the way they believed. And even driving around, everywhere you drive around, uh, meat is just forced in you. It's just everywhere is a commercial, right? You have to, being a vegan, you got to really look for your places to go eat. You know, and a lot of times you find that it's the fruit guy on the corner because everything else is Taco Bell. You'll drive by 22 Taco Bells before you find anything that's even decent. Yeah. We, we make, there's 22 McDonald's, uh, 32 Jack in the Box, 42 Carl's Jr.'s. Taco Bell's in and out, uh, coffee shops flooded with acidity and sugar in your coffee. It's just, it is programmed in us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, imagine giving up cigarettes, mm -hmm. having a huge nicotine addiction because meat is an addiction. So you have this huge nicotine addiction and everywhere you drive, it's like cigarettes, cigarettes, hey, buy, say, hey, tobacco, tobacco, tobacco. That it takes a lot of willpower and strength to say, you know what, I am no longer going to participate in this. I'm no longer playing your games anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat your, your, your pyramid that you sold us. That is a lie. Oh, you know, the, the, health, the health pyramid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your, your milk and your dairy does nothing for my bones. Mm -hmm. You know, well, actually it does do something for my bones, but it's not the good that you guys have lied to us about. 
your animals don't carry protein like you lied to us about. And not only that, but what about just the, the we're starting to understand that we have this information that animals feel and they care even more than we'll ever be able to care or feel. Mm-hmm. We're distracted. We have TVs, we have cell phones, all this other stuff. We're really not connected to our earth mm-hmm. the way animals are. Mm-hmm. Animals are, are, are connected. They feel they, they have intelligence beyond anything that we'll ever be able to reach because we're so right. distracted with our devices. Right. Um, so to torture them and put them through that uh, just f- because we say that we need this, it's mm-hmm. not right. Yeah. And not only was I, not only are you fighting with the system, but you also had family that was like, you need to eat meat. You need to eat. No, I don't. No, I don't. You know? Well, I want to talk about that for a little bit because, you know, in Latino culture, it is, I mean, I'm, I'm a Latino too. My husband, you know, we, yeah. I totally get it when you, when it comes to like health and, and changing your diet, you know, it's not always, it's like a uphill battle, you know, to, to do that. I mean, I grew up with chorizo con huevo, tortillas, which is still my favorite. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I still, I really love chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> so much, yeah. <laughs> almost, it was almost like all the time, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. it's, it does, it takes, it's like, you have to really hit pause to see what, the you know the environment is providing for you to eat and put in your body and and maybe even balance you know like i I say that a lot too with people you know that people tell me um you know like yourself i'm not vegan but i do enjoy your food or i'm not vegan but i i I try to eat a little help and i i say i go you know what that even that Mm -hmm. is a lot because it really is about finding balance yeah if if you're constantly feeding yourself an acidic diet then you drink sodas, which are acidic. Then you drink a bottled water, which is acidic. Mm-hmm. And you're never giving yourself any type of balance. Yeah. Um, how can we expect our bodies to heal when we get hit with disease? Yeah. When we fall down, how can we expect to bounce back? I so think we really have to find... We need to have that conversation about what we're putting into our bodies and then look at our health issues and say, okay, how much of these health issues can be attributed because of what we have been putting in our bodies, you know? Absolutely. Take accountability um, for ourselves. Let, let me just say thank you on behalf of everybody who wants to start making that change. Thank you for making it a little bit easier for everybody because you are that resource, you know? I told you my cousin, Danielle, she gets her food from yeah. you sometimes. Yeah. You know, she loves you. My uh, my friend, Megan, you just told me is like one of your big, biggest customers. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. thank you. That, that that was kind of our goal too. You know, a lot of the food that we serve, I've always said it's very, it, it, it's very, um, it's very comfortable. It's something that you're familiar with. It's very familiar. So I want to give you something when you come to Joe's Vegan Shop and you're not vegan, I want you to be able to walk away and say like, you I know, when I hear people t- <laughs> I, that, or even if you wouldn't have told me, I would have never known the difference. Yeah. Or when I have people come back and then they tell me like, is that real chicken? I thought, and I'm like, no, no, that, that it's our soy base, blah, blah, blah. So I explaining it to them and they're like, I would have, do that thing tastes like real chicken. I was like, this is vegan. And that's, those are the nice things to hear. You yeah. know, one guy had came to our shop the other day and he swore, but he would never, he's a meat eater, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't do vegan. I wish you guys would have other options. And, and I told him, I go, you know, at, at that time I was cooking uh, some chicken nachos for my son. Mm-hmm. And I told the guy, I go, let me just give you a piece of this teriyaki meat that I'm making right now. 
Mm, like, yeah. I'm not even, just, just try it. I go, mm -hmm. dude, just try it. You're already here. You're having a couple of drinks. Just try it. So I gave him a couple pieces of the meat, sat down, he ate it, came back, he bought tacos. He ends mm -hmm. up eating his tacos, left, and then he brought back two other people. Mm -hmm. and, and he's sitting there and he's just high. He's like, just try their food. Just try. And this yeah. is a guy that was like, there's no way I'm eating vegan food, you totally. know? Yeah. That's, that's what makes us proud. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. Well, I, I know that I know that that guy didn't walk away and he was like, okay, I'm 100% vegan now. No, right? yeah. He's, he's still eating his meat, but the next time he sees a vegan place, he'll remember Joe's vegan shop and say, you know what? Let me give it a try. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe maybe this place is pretty good too. Mhm. Mm you know? For real, I remember having that mental block again, you know, with vegan. I was like, I like meat, you know. I'm Latina. I like meat. I like carne asada. I'm like, you know, I, you know, chicken soup, you know, the, what do you yeah. call it? That, I mean, that's my favorite. Yeah. And then chorizo. Like or some... Waking up to chorizo, you know, with papas yeah. con chorizo in the morning on Saturday, <laughs> that was my favorite. But, well, you know, we, we're going to get you some soy chorizo, which yeah. is killer, right? Yeah. Kind of uh -huh. the same taste, mix it in with some papas. I've been doing that too. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Just egg is another great, great egg substitute. Okay. Um, it's a scramble. Obviously, you're not going to get uh, a sunny side up out of it, you know, but, uh, but just egg is a great product. Yeah. Perfect. Just, just egg is a great product. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk about your story, how, why you came up with the, well, we know why you came up with a business idea, right? Because of yeah. your own personal health issues and what needed to change for you and your lifestyle. And I'm assuming yeah. the fact that you wanted to share that with more people, you know, um, yeah, I, I want to talk about how, how you went from that idea to getting it started. Okay. So I was, um, uh, you know, transitioning into living a, a vegan lifestyle and, 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 you know, let me, let me, let me tell that to a few people out there that are thinking about going vegan or trying to go vegan, you know, um, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, don't, don't nitpick everything. Understand that you're going to read a package and you're going to be thinking that you were eating vegan cheese for a, for a while, but it has casein in it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'll, you'll start learning over time of what to look for and what to pick out of your products. If, uh, if cheese is your thing, you know, some people say, I can't give up cheese. Well, mm -hmm. then, you know what, then just give up meat. Mm -hmm. and, and, and keep doing your cheese until you can transition over to a non-dairy cheese. Yeah. Right. It's, it's about steps. Just don't be so hard on yourself. So myself, when I was going vegan, I just felt like it was, um, it was right for me. Uh, I, I woke up one day and I, I, I say, I really did just wake up and I was like, I want to go vegan. I don't want to eat animals no more. I'm done with this. I was already, you know, drinking my water. I was feeling good. My body was feeling good. And mm -hmm. I said, I, I really want to just go, I'm, I'm going vegan. And, you know, at that time I started going to the, you know, to the bars or out to restaurants or whatever. And I'm like, what do you guys have? I'm going to do, let me get an order of fries, uh, a large salad and, and a beer. And I think that's vegan, right? I'm pretty good. I'm eating healthy. That's so that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all there, that's all there really was, you know? Mm -hmm. And I started coming home and I'm like, you know, I started, I, I've always loved to cook. Mm -hmm. um, cooking was something that I've always enjoyed doing. It wasn't a task for me. So uh, I just started cooking a lot of foods at home. 
started making stuff, trying mushrooms, trying different things. And I say that a lot too. People say, uh, when you go vegan, what do you eat? You know what? When, I, when you're not vegan, you miss out on so much more. Because when you go vegan, you start finding all these you ingredients. You discover, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like all these plants, all these different tastes, all this stuff starts coming. And so I started doing that. And I would take my meals to friends, family places, places I wanted to go. So I can, you know, if I was going to the brewery or a bar, I would take my food with me. And uh, people started trying my food and they're like, this is really good. You got to sell this. So I started my Instagram and started selling my food. Kind of a and pickup here. Just what year was this? When was this? What was that? What, what year did you start your Instagram? When, when did you get that ball rolling? Uh, my Instagram started about three years ago now. Okay. Um, yeah, about three years ago, I started my Instagram and, um, and was more focused on, on congen water, but I was also talking about uh, the food that we were doing. Okay. So mm-hmm. originally, my, my Instagram was strictly focused on water. Mm-hmm. It was all about water. It was all about my congen water. But it was also uh, showing people of just different, hey, guys, look what I made today. This is vegan. And then I started offering it for sale. If you guys want to order platters, if you want to, I was doing chorizo potato tacos. One of the first things I was doing, no joke, in the, for, for breakfast out here in San Pedro. Mm-hmm. And um, had a few people that started ordering from me. And I go, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Then I decided one day I was going to buy a little cart, like the little guys that you see on the corner selling hot dogs after a club. Mm-hmm. Had one of those little push carts, put a little burner under it. And I had a chalkboard in the front that said vegan hot dogs. So I was selling vegan hot dogs with grilled bell peppers. Nice. Uh, and I went to Venice Beach to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, you know, I was in Venice, the only vegan vendor out there at that time too. There was nobody, you know, doing it. And, uh, and the police came over there and gave us a hard time and uh, ticketed us and kicked us out of Venice Beach. Yeah. So we left there and, um, and, uh, and this is, this is a year ago. Uh, we left there and then we went to uh, downtown LA, figured, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna try and sell them over there. On the way there, I ran into a lady that had the, the, the cart that we purchased and asked her, how do you get one of those? How do I do that? Cause you, you're doing it right. You have your A rating with LA. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And she explained it to us, said, you know what? I have one for sale. If you want it, um, let me know. And I told her at the time, mm-hmm. I go, I'll buy it from you under the condition that you walk me through everything. Cause I have no culinary background. I've never worked in a restaurant. I've never done fast food. So I said, you're going to walk me through everything. Make sure I get 100% certified and cleared by LA County. And if you can do that, I'll, I'll pay you what you're asking. Mm-hmm. And uh, one year ago, we got permitted. I got my um, certification to uh, serve the public food. Awesome. Um, you know, I got my A rating uh, with LA County. We got mm-hmm. our health insurance permits and all that kind of stuff. And we opened up Joe's Vegan Shop um, last year in May. Awesome. And it was, it was, it was just, you know, it was awesome. It, it, it was definitely, a, it, it, yeah, it, 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 you know, we were, we were hustling, trying to get it done, trying to get it done. And, you know, my father had passed away about a, a month or two before we actually got our trailer opened. I'm sorry you to know, hear so that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was definitely a hard time, you know, feeling 
you know, our, our loss and everything, but also a, a good time that we were opening our business and introducing and trying to share with other people that we can heal our bodies. Mm-hmm. Don't you, you I, I, I want to give people hope. I want to give people faith, something to, to, to understand that if you are struggling with disease, if you are hurting, um, understand that there, small changes can, can make huge corrections in, a, in, in the long term. Mm-hmm. Don't expect it to happen overnight. Don't expect yes. it to happen, you know, in a week. But over a long term uh, a run off of small corrections, they, they just add up and mm-hmm. your body can, can, can do great things. I was really trying hard with my father at the time, you know, and again, being Latino, he was very stuck. He yeah. was, no, I'm, you know, meat was his thing. He was eating it all the way to the end, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you, you, you can't be mad at somebody like that. All you can do is do your best to really try to share your story, mm-hmm. try your best to try to help them. But at the end of the day, we all have to, it, it's, it's really up to ourselves. Right. You have to want it for yourself. You have mm-hmm. to want it. You know, going back to when I started going vegan, it was something that I wanted. You know, I think if maybe somebody said it's something that you have to do, right? it wouldn't have been as fun. And, and, and maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have found, you know, um, but it, it was something I, I, I wanted for myself. And it was something that once I had it for myself, it, I, I wanted just to share with the world. I want people to hear this. I want people, you know. And some people, maybe they're like, oh, you're too much, guy. Like, you're way too much about health and wellness, you know? Mm -hmm. But I just just feel so great with my health. And I want other people to know that you can do it, too. You can do it. it. And just make those small corrections to your lifestyle and and then share it with your family and let them know Mm -hmm. that they can do it. And maybe you can be the positive change that somebody else needed. You can be that message that somebody else is praying for right now. For um, for me and my family, I know that going full on vegan is like, that'll be an uphill battle. But yeah. because I do prepare a lot of the dinners. I know that I could start introducing some vegan meals, you know, start swapping out some of the meat that we have on a daily basis, you know, yeah. and start yeah. swapping out for vegan options, you know, or just meat yes yes absolutely save meat save um you know some of the more acidic things that we put in our body save that for the weekend or occasionally you know Um, and i know that's a step that i could take in the right direction uh i did i remember doing a vegan challenge it was like a a month-long vegan challenge and i had just come across this video on facebook and it was just a, a dude talking about kind of the the suffering a little bit of animals, you know, that they go through. And it was yeah. particularly talking about, um, you know, a, a mother cow and what they do to the babies and the mother. And I just had, I was, I had just had the baby. So I was like, so emotional that got me, you know, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it got this. you at the right time, huh? It got me right there. Like right in yeah. my gut. I was like, Oh my God, I can't eat cows anymore. Um, now that didn't really stick, but what it did do is it challenged me to try a lot of vegan meals and I failed a lot through that challenge, but I was introduced to vegan cheese. I made some really good, like, uh, vegan dishes for my family that even my husband liked, you know, and I think continuing to challenge myself in that direction is, is something that I can do, you know, start 
doing it again. Start saying, you know what, this was an easy one I could do. I'm going to do this a lot more, you know? Um, so, yeah. And I think the message that you're preaching is very, you know, it does need to be heard. And I know that there are listeners here who are like definite meat eaters. They are carnivores. Nobody's taking that away. But of yeah. course, you know, there are people listening too who have had health problems, who are looking for something other than medication to, to heal their body. So, yeah. you know, if that's you and you're listening, I want you to, you know, maybe embrace this message right here and go to Joe's Vegan, you know, get yeah, some yeah. food prep. Um, yes. Let's talk, about, let's talk about your menu because I want to talk about your menu. I know I, first of all, one thing that shocked me about your menu was that you had Mexican tacos, you know, like you had Mexican food that was vegan. And that's something that I had not seen before, you know. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, there, there, um, we've, again, going to my menu, I tried to get a lot of foods that were familiar. I say it a lot. Everything on my menu are, are, are foods that I enjoy eating myself. Mm-hmm. It was something that I enjoyed. So I, I wanted to make kind of that type of menu. And I started going off of different foods that I've always kind of enjoyed eating. Um, when I started doing my carne asada. Carne asada is something that I prepare myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that I start off with a really dry, dry soy chip. I say it looks like a chicharron. So okay. it's like a dry. It does. It looks exactly, it's just dry soy chip. Okay. And I started, I, I started squeezing natural lemons in there, oranges in there, adding a bunch of seasonings. And then I just wrap it up in a bag and I let it sit in my refrigerator for about two to three days before I even bring it out. Wow. So mm-hmm. it, and it just reminds me of like that carne asada that I used to like when I would go to certain, um, places where they had just that citrusy asada you know it has like that lemon flavor almost behind it even without the salsa but just that asada tasted very citrusy my dad always did like a lemon like more lemon on his carne asada and then my uncle my uncle johnny he would do he would marinate his meat in in fresh oranges and i think even um mango he would do mango and orange and lemon and he would have this like sweet carne asada and I'm not even kidding. I don't say it to my dad cause I don't want to offend him, but I could not wait to go to my uncle Johnny's to have that. Oh. that carne we're going to have to edit that part out of the video. We're gonna have Mom, to, don't yeah, tell, yeah. Don't tell <laughs> <that>. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, no, you, so, you know, you find all those little kind of uh, flavors and things that, that carne serias are already doing. Mm-hmm. Right, you mm-hmm. go to the carnicería, and the way they season their chicken, the the seasoning that they use to put in their chicken, it's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm gonna season my soy that way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna season my asada that way, and mm-hmm. then you know, salsas and cilantro that go on your tacos and all this stuff that's already vegan. So you know, we yeah. we start just keep it familiar. We we throw the cilantro on our tacos. We have carne asada, chicken. We have shrimp available. Mm. Um, we also have, uh, we do Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, mm-hmm. which I think uh, is one of my personal favorites and does really well at our truck. We have a, like a sweet teriyaki mm. uh, that, we, that we put inside of a sandwich mixed with some grilled bell peppers. We Yum. use follow your heart cheese and a little bit of mustard. Okay. And all those different kind of flavors and textures really come together nice in our, you know, 
Uh, we have a banh mi sandwich, which I think always surprises people too. They're like, you have banh mi? It's vegan? I'm like, yeah, everything here is vegan, you know? That's like, that's like a Vietnamese like um, type of sandwich, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting is that my brother, when he tried the Philly, um, I'm going to give him credit here. He was the one that told me, uh, dude, you can use this meat to make a banh mi. Mm -hmm. he's like it's that same like teriyaki sweet and i was like okay so i looked it up and then we made kind of like our own type of version of a bami so with that um i do we we use a, a wheat roll we put some we toast it first put mm -hmm. some spicy aioli on on the bread mm. and then we throw that back on the grill wow we yeah. lay it on the grill and that spicy aioli just simmers into the bread we put mm -hmm. fresh cilantro, some sweet teriyaki, and then we uh, top it off with fresh cut jalapenos right on top. Wow. Once yeah. again, everything's fresh. You know, I, I remember when I started, we, we were doing jalapenos out of the can, mm -hmm. but uh, there's nothing like just freshness. So we went back to just cutting, slicing jalapenos right there. We do fresh cilantro. And you, so you have like that, that spicy aioli, spice kick, fresh cilantro, sweet teriyaki, and then this little bit of kick of that crunchy jalapeno on top. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we have, we have uh, sweet chicken nachos, right? Yum. So we have your, your traditional nachos, nacho cheese on top, cover mm -hmm. it with some, uh, our, our sweet chicken that a lot of people tell us, like if uh, that's one of those ones that if, if we didn't tell people it wasn't real chicken, we might be able to fool you yeah texture flavor everything about it's just right on point okay and awesome. then all of, yeah all of our sauces are made in-house as well so uh we're working on we're, we're currently working on possibly packaging our meat and being able to sell it within the next couple of weeks and we're also gonna uh, start bottling our sauces and start selling them as well awesome we have a nice hot sauce that i say it is spicy if, if you like spice it, it's fire. It's so good. Um, but it, it, it has good flavor. Like okay. I'm not, I always tell people like, I'm not trying to kill you. I want you to enjoy it, yeah. but it is spicy. So be careful. Cause we make it with a uh, chile de arbol, uh, some tomatoes, some uh, garlic that we grill. And all this is really just kind of grilled together. So all that smoke and, and I'll get it for my husband, but I'm like, I kind of, I kind of hit pause on the spice. Although I do get a burrito from the Chorty Man, which is like really spicy and I cry and it, but it's <laughs> so good still, you know, but it's good, but it's, it's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, awesome. we'll, it sounds like we'll, a we'll, really good menu. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was going to say, we'll get you some mild salsa then. Our green I, one I'm is ready to go right now. <laughs> the green one is mild. It's perfect. It's got good flavor. Good, yeah. you know, and, and, and then we also have our guacamole uh, sauce mm -hmm. that kind of goes on everything. So everything yeah. gets what, all of our tacos, our quesadillas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, like I said, we also do traditional quesadillas. Mm -hmm. But inside of there, uh, we load them up with bell peppers. We load them up with uh, your choice of meat mm -hmm. or our, our, our meat. And then we in quotes, meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we top it off with cilantro, onions, and then our house salsas. Um, you know, this week we're going to be having uh, hamburger, uh, cheeseburger specials. Okay. We will also be doing um, vegan sushi coming up. Yum. So we're going to be doing that every week. Every week we'll be offering uh, burger days, 
vegan sushi. So um, burgers, are you using, like, I know Beyond Meat is like a really popular thing right now. What are you using for your burgers? So for the burgers, we do um, Beyond Meat. Awesome. And, cool. and the, the one thing that I saved me personally, I feel like Beyond Meat is a little greasy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Impossible is definitely um, a, a, a little cleaner as far as oil, oil and grease. But okay, cool. The way I the way I like to cook and the way we do our Beyond Burgers mm-hmm. is uh, we actually have uh, electrical George Foreman grill. All right. So the George Foreman grill, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it sits at an angle. It has a hole uh, on the grill itself. All the grease. With a tray under it, and all the grease goes out. Nice. So we cook our Beyond Burgers on this George Foreman grill. And it gives it a whole different, it's just, it's different. I love it. You know, me personally, again, I I, I usually prefer Impossible. But mm-hmm. something about cooking them on the George Foreman grill that the it's just fire it comes out so good. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm hungry already just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> well, how how has it been having a you know a food business in this pandemic? How has the pandemic impacted you? It's been crazy for everybody. You know, yeah. I don't think they're not just a food truck, but not just uh, this, every, everybody, all of us are being affected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think I want to say this to hopefully to people that are out there as well, that understand that we, everybody is being affected and we need to just be a little kinder and a little nicer to people right now, especially right now. Mm-hmm. I always, always, you should always just be nice to people. It doesn't take much to just be kind. It doesn't take much to have somebody that is rude or mean to you and for you to just ignore them and just go about your day. Mm -hmm. You know, you can either have five minutes of a bad day or you can have a bad day. It's up to you. And it's Mm -hmm. how you react. And it's, you know, right now we're dealing with a hard time Uh, for ourselves personally. You know, obviously when the pandemic happened, we were doing a lot of markets, farmers markets, uh, events, different things like that. And the truck is not a, a full food truck where we're pretty exposed. You know, it's a trailer that opens up. You've seen us before. So we're pretty out there in the public. Um, so we did make the, the, the decision and the call to just completely shut it down altogether. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously, you know, we're still paying for commissary rent. We're still paying our regular bills. Um, and we were trying to figure it out. And what I ended up doing was uh, we started doing family platters, mm-hmm. selling large orders of taquitos, large orders of tacos. We're yeah. 20, 20 taquitos, 20 tacos, whatever, salted Art. meals, but all family meals is what we, instead of individual, you know, three or four tacos, we stopped doing that. Yeah. And we went strictly ordering to, takeout, you know, people weren't going for just yes. a, a meal. People wanted exactly. to bring home some food. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I, I'll tell any business owner out there, uh, regardless of how you feel about your business, regardless of how you feel about your business plan, it's your baby, it's, it's what you did, it's perfect. It, you know, you put your heart, I get that. Yeah. Be ready to adapt, be adaptable. Yeah. Don't be stubborn. Don't stick with whatever it is that you're doing. If, if what you're doing is not going to work for the, what's going on around us, mm-hmm. then don't be afraid to squash what you're doing and, and be adaptable and change it. And that's what we did at Joe's Vegan Shop. And I think that's what kept us alive through the pandemic. 
if I would have been stubborn and just said, no, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. And you know what? We're going to freaking make it. I don't care. It it wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. I saw something that was going on within our system and I adapted to it and made changes and corrections. So to any business owner out there, anybody doing anything, anything, uh, whatever you're doing, if it's not working for you, or if you, you, you see that you're not getting the results that you want, be ready to change and adapt and be, be adaptable into this environment because right now, especially, things are changing and moving so quick. We don't even know what, are we open tomorrow? Are we closed tomorrow? Or mm-hmm. am I working? Are, are we, what's going, so be ready to adapt fast. Yeah. And really start focusing on a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, just, I guess, what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. You know, you see what's going on, you see what's closing, then try to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. You know, try to try to fill that that gap and that need of whatever it is out there and just be adaptable. So, uh, yeah, for ourselves, we really tried our best to really change and modify our menu to be able to still be able to serve our food and do what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Once we got the opportunity and we got the call from Sardine, we were like, let's do that. It's going to yeah. get us open. Yeah. And um you know, and then, and then we, we knew that, okay, we're going right back to that now, back to our truck, back to what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Being, being adaptable. I think that's, that's like really, really great, simple, simple advice. It's not too complicated. You just have to be open to changing up your business method. And, and I know how hard it's been for different businesses, but I'm really glad that you guys were able to find those, those changes and be able to go with that flow, you know? And Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so glad you guys are at the sardine. That's awesome. I haven't been to the sardine yet and they hit me up. So I'm going to have to hit them back up for an episode, but, um, I, I can't wait to stop in and visit. You know, I know that they were impacted too, cause they had to completely shut down, you know, immediately when this happened. Um, but I'm glad to see that you're up and running and you guys are working together, which is awesome. So that's great. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's such a cool place. Um, I'm telling you, just the crowd there that comes in there, everybody's just so nice, so mm-hmm. so chill. Um, having a patio out there and just being outside on the patio, you have uh, alcohol being served with different specials going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of the owners, you can tell that they, they care about their business. Um, they care about their clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're out there walking around with you, talking to you. You know, some people don't even know it's them, but it's them talking yeah. to you and chilling you know, having a beer right next to you. So just they're, they're very personal They're And, and it just, it feels like a good spot for us as well. I feel very comfortable there. We're happy to be there. And, uh, you know, we're right now it is 21 and over to get into the bar and come out and drink and be able to sit down, but we are doing curbside pickups. Um, so we have people that are ordering, we have people that just come to the door and sit outside. We've got literally people that have come to the door with no idea. They're like, I just want to order food. We're like, okay, yeah. take their order. They've sat outside, hung out. We make their food and bring you right out to them. So whatever, whatever we can do to make your experience better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing. I'm not stuck on how I have to operate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, if, if, if you don't want to come in and you don't want to sit outside with people, I completely understand with everything that's going on. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Whatever you feel, however you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You want to order on phone and you just want it, you know, tied up in a bag and taken out to your car. We'll do that for you. 
If you just want to drive by him, you know, we'll throw it in your window. We have Venmo, <laughs> we have credit card. Yeah. We'll do that for you. However you want to, whatever will make your experience good and comfortable. If you want to come in and sit down, we have tables to sit down. We'll bring your food to your table. We'll clean up your table when you're done. We'll bring your beer to you. We'll clean up everything, you know, whatever will make your experience better. That's yeah. what we're willing to do right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to come by, swing by, get some tacos. Um, Absolutely. Get a drink. I'm really excited to stop by now. Um, but thank you so much for joining us and telling your story. And I, I have to say, I really admire your passion for the healthy eating lifestyle change that you made, you know, and the, you. the gospel that you're preaching, you know? Um, thank you. So, I'm, I'm really grateful to have had you on any, anything I can do to help you out. You let me know. Awesome. I love it. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate this. I'm sure the whole community of San Pedro appreciates you and your podcast. You. you know, it's not only me, you've done just about everybody in San Pedro. <laughs> I don't think you've left anybody out yet. No, the sardine is next. Have, That's I coming. Got- I got so many more, like, you know, as soon as I think I got a lot on my, on my list, I always think like, oh, I haven't got talked to them. I haven't talked to them. I hear about (laughs) new things all the time. So I, I honestly, I'll never run out of content for this podcast. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah, Again, I, I love what you're doing, you know, giving us an opportunity to be able to kind of share our stories and speak to people on, on, on your platform and, and giving these businesses that opportunity. Yeah. You're the best. Well, it's people like you that make it worth worthy, honestly. It makes it worthwhile. So thank you. Um, awesome. I know, I know you got to get the rest of yeah. to work. <laughs> we'll be so. rocking and rolling. We'll be open today at 4 o'clock. So, yeah. But thank awesome. you for the time. I appreciate it so much. I look forward to seeing the final the final cut. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know when it's out. And um, uh, I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, please definitely, when you get a chance, check out Joe's Vegan. Is um, He's now located at the Sardine. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Have a good one.